Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon, welcome back to the studio. How was the great outdoors, the sir? great outdoors were just that. They were great, Baxter. They were. It's, I've never heard of the great outdoors not being great. It would not be called the great That's outdoors, right. I guess. But so. it really was great. Awesome weather. What'd you do? I think we had rain one day. A lot of fishing. It, the, the fishing was terrible, I will say that. Really? Yeah, the fishing well, was terrible. But... Uh, but other than that, you know, I'd still rather be fishing than, than doing a lot of other stuff. <laughs> Not catching and doing a lot of other I, stuff. I, fair enough. You did say, didn't your do- one of your daughters catch a... She did, yeah. She ended up catching a 14-and-a-half-inch uh, bass. Oh, my goodness. One-and-a-half pounds, which for those fishermen out there, they're prob- you know, you're probably thinking, uh, <laughs> big whoop. But, you yeah. know, for a 12-year-old, Absolutely. that's a pretty fun fish to Absolutely. catch. Absolutely. I think I, caught a, I think I caught a pike when I was like 11 or 12, and I was, it, was, it wasn't that big. It was maybe about that big, but it was... As a kid, you were freaking out. Like, Absolutely. I caught a pike. I yeah. caught a big fish. Yeah. The, the whole thing with fishing is, too, when you go with kids, it's it's not about the size of the fish, really. It's just Absolutely. that you're catching fish. You know? Exactly. So a lot of little panfish. Keeps them excited. Exactly. Just and that's like, all that matters. That's all that matters. Right. It's just like with soccer. You know, when I'm coaching the little ones, it's I want them to learn stuff, but first and foremost, have some fun. Absolutely. Because if you don't have fun, you're never going to enjoy what you do, and that's why we have fun with what we do. That's, that's right. We enjoy it. So a uh, big thank you to all of you tuning in. Uh, we are live on Periscope. Periscope on Periscope, Periscope, whatever it's called. <laughs> Periscope, we are live on. You can definitely take a, a look inside the studio as Simon and I are talking. Uh, you can catch us on Fridays on Sports Radio America from 3 to 6 Eastern on Live 365 and tune in. You can also listen to us on demand anytime by downloading our podcast on iTunes, uh, on Spreaker.com, and on iHeartRadio. That was a lot well. to say, and that's it pretty is. awesome it's that you had lot. that much it to is. say. It is. It's a lot. It's a, good, <laughs> it's a lot of good things to say. And then, Simon, yeah. they can find us on social media where? On Facebook, we are 2UpFront, and on Twitter, we are at 2UpFrontSoccer. Yes, indeed. And uh, we will be putting together a few new things in the upcoming weeks as well, uh, some fun stuff. A website is in the development, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, can I tell what happened to me, though? Please. Yeah, I'm, please. So, I'm a little upset for you. So... You know, we use our Google Docs to go back and forth with yes. each other, and, yep. and I, I've been I've gotten so used to that automatic save deal on Google that mm-hmm. I don't even think about it anymore. So I was working on our website on a, a site that I won't mention. Two and a half hours I put into it, and Baxter, I was literally probably thirty seconds away from sending it off to you and saying, "Hey, took it, take a look at this before I publish it." Yeah, computer froze. After I got back, oh. all the work that I had done, the oh. near completed website was gone. 
Of course it was. Of course <laughs> so, it was. It was good practice. That's the way I exactly. look at it. It was, it was a great good, practice. Great trial run. Now we know what not to do. That's right. That's right. Oh, my So, gosh. kids, always click that save button. save button. Always click the save button. I've gotten into the habit from writing papers in college how I hit Control-S, you know, Control-S, oh, like you do yeah, in Microsoft yeah, Word. Yeah. But I will, be in, I will be on Facebook. I will be on whatever writing articles, and I will hit Control-S, and it doesn't work. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? And I'm like, oh, I'm not in Microsoft Word, but it's just a force of habit. But, you know, if you have to take one thing away from our show this week, aside from all the great soccer knowledge, save. 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 It definitely helps. But Simon and I are excited to be back uh, in the studio together last week's show was a little crazy i don't know if you had a chance to listen to it i, I listened i listened to most of it it was um, a little was, chaotic yeah but it, we made it work <laughs> the technology was a little fuzzy with us we had some fun guests on but uh, i i wanted to get your all-star talk real fast sure. i know it's not uh, something we want to talk about too in depth but we didn't get a chance to hear too much about it last week from you um, just kind of overall kind of closing it up, nice little package, putting it away now. Final thoughts about the All-Star Game last Well, final week. thoughts, you know, um, I, I think it's great that they ended up putting on a really good performance like they always do. I mean, a 2-1 win over Spurs. Along with that, we have the uh, the homegrown uh, players. You know, they end up tying, tying the uh, U-20 Club America yeah. team 1-1. I know some people said, hey, that's ridiculous that we've got professional players that are uh, tying a U-20 team. But what people have to remember is that that Club America team, granted it's the 20s, but yes. they play together all the time. Exactly. They've, they've grown up pretty much in that system together. They have, yeah. You know? And so how then, many of those professional players from MLS, they'll all play together and actually start at their clubs. Well, and that's the thing. They, right. They probably don't start. But a few of them don't start. Uh, but from what I understand, they only had one practice. Mm. So you look at that, and you, to me anyways, it, it, it's a different take on it. Absolutely. You know, that 1-1 that, that one, one result was actually... Quite well. I thought what was even more fun is reading about how the Club America players afterwards swarmed Landon Donovan. They did. The yeah, I saw him. a lot of those selfies. They were like, oh, a picture with, you know, the legend, you know. I was like, oh, well, as long as they appreciate, you know, for who he is, that's that's important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um but the uh, the overall game, you know, I didn't I, because I was in the great outdoors. Unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get a chance to yes. watch it. Uh, but just again, based on reading articles and and what players had to say. Like always, it's a successful event. You know, mixed feelings Absolutely. about it. I know some people want the game to go away. We feel that the game should continue. It is mm-hmm. there's there's nothing wrong with MLS having some features of other American sports leagues because it is an American sports league. You know, so having an All Star game, uh, just like NFL has its Pro Bowl, Major League Baseball has its All Star game. Of course, the NBA has their All Star game. I see I see no problem with MLS having an All Star game. And on top of that, it is pretty cool to have these foreign clubs come in and, and play against these players. Absolutely. Now, do we both feel that things could go back to perhaps an East West version or a MLS Americans versus MLS? I would honestly love that. Yeah, yeah, the MLS. I hate to say the word foreigners because that's kind of becoming almost politically incorrect to say, but you know what I'm getting at, you know. <laughs> no, I definitely get what, I get what you're saying on that, but I think overall it was another you know successful All Star week week as a whole. You know, they won, so you know you can only disregard that too much. You know, right? You know, you yeah, it's a success. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand, the Spurs took it a lot more serious than uh, Bayern Munich did. They you know? did. It's I think, and um, as we were speaking with Simon Mitchell last week, our, our British our colleague, our correspondent, I guess. Um, he was saying that it was actually a bigger deal for Tottenham as well because of all the ties they have to American soccer. Oh, that they makes sense. Because of all the the former players, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann obviously was a club legend. Of course, Brad Friedel was, you know, that 
that amb- he is now the ambassador basically right. for Tottenham soccer in America. Robbie Keane, who plays for the Galaxy now, he's a club legend. He said there's all these little and DeAndre Yedlin with exactly. the national team. Like there's all these little things now and Dempsey. for Tottenham. Dempsey and Dempsey played there Dempsey. as well. Yeah, yeah. I forget about him. You Misused, know? but he was he was there exactly. But even still, he said because of that, he's like Tottenham has a very you know happy view of what Major League Soccer is because of the give and take that American soccer has done for them. So he said they were excited about it, and the buildup was was well received. It wasn't a oh here we go play against an American All Star team. It was it was a good bit of publicity on the British side of things. And from what I understand too, the Spurs actually came over and trained together for the game. It wasn't like Munich last year where they were flying players in the day of the game. It's ridiculous. You know? That's so, the Germans though. What do you want from yeah, the Germans? Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. And I understand that, you know, it was a World Cup year, they wanted a longer break, but yes. Uh, you know, it's just the whole the whole way it was handled. Bitter taste on my mouth from, from last year versus this year. Exactly. No, I completely agree with that. But in speaking of not of the Germans, but another international, the Italians, the one specific Italian. There's the movie that's coming out called Ant Man. So this is <laughs> uh, a very. I feel like you know if if Paul Rudd got hurt, you know, and couldn't fulfill his duty, Sebastian Giovinco, the Atomic Ant, as he is being called yes. in Major League Soccer, could fill in and handle the role perfectly because. The right he's playing right now, Simon, is MVP caliber. I almost want to give him the trophy already. Yeah, he's. we've talked about this before. He is carrying that team all on his own. I mean, what, the epitome of a number 10. Absolutely. You know, he's the epitome of a number 10. Absolutely. 16 goals, 10 assists through 21 games. He's 5'4", I mean, 130. 21 games. We've got 13 games to go in the season. Yeah. You know, he, Where did the season go first off? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's on pace to... To, to break the record at this point, the goal scoring record. Absolutely. I mean, his performance this last weekend was in- incredible. I mean, we've seen what he can do. He's scoring hat tricks left and right like it's going out of style. And I think that if Juvenko continues to have a large run of success, it's going to send a message to so many other players saying, hey, you know, Sebastian is a younger guy that has found some success. Maybe I'll head over there too, you know. It's right. The result of these younger guys that are not retiring, you know, as right. it were, um, like a Pirlo or a Villa or, you know, Frank Lampard or any of those other guys that NYC Gerard. has on their team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian, he's a younger guy. He was born in 1987. He's only a few years older than me. I'm only 23. He's still in his 20s. Like, he's still got a lot of years left in the tank. Well, and, you know, it's something actually I fault the league for a little bit. You know, they like to push these huge signings of these older guys, but there's been quite a few younger DPs that have been Absolutely. signed. Portland has Milano over there, that Argentine. Uh, I'm blanking right now. I know there was another recent signing of a younger player. You know, the league really, you don't even see much of them on, on the league's own website. And I think the league could do itself a huge favor by trying to shed itself of this retirement league mm-hmm. image to actually push these guys. Who cares if, if it's not Steven Gerrard, if it is a Milano? Hype these guys up, you know? Exactly. And, and then... They're doing way more good for the league. Right. And then when these older guys come over, you can say, hey, yes, these guys are nearing the end of their career, mm-hmm. but they want to finish in a strong league. Exactly. And by younger players like Sebastian Giovinco coming over... Not to say that Pirlo, you know, guys like Andre Pirlo, David Villa are not going to do things for the league. Right. They're doing things in their own way. I think that they're helping to influence the younger generation of players that are saying, hey, you know, Patrick Mullins, the young forward for NYCF, say he's getting to train with David Villa, one of the best strikers in the world throughout his career. I feel like that, in regards, is going to help the league long term. But right now, having Sebastian Giovinco, a young up-and-coming player, 
is going to do wonders for the league long term also. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and then and of course you throw in there a, a 26-year-old Giovanni Dos Santos. Exactly. You know, so a household name across international soccer. Right, right. So, uh, you know, the league is the league is starting to pick up with with signings like that. Now you can look at Drogba and, <laughs> and say, <laughs> "Man, old man Drogba." But hey, He's Guess in what, incredible folks? Shape. I wish Chelsea I brought him back over from Turkey exactly. to play for a year. Exactly. You know? I feel like we would both kill to be in the type of shape he's in now at the age he's at. Is he 38, I think? 38. I would yeah. kill to be in as good a shape as he is at the I am age. 38, and I'm nowhere near that <laughs> kind of shape. You don't, you're not going to be signing a contract anytime <laughs> no. soon, Simon? I mean, I was at the Y yesterday lifting oh, weights, perfect. you know. But you know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I ran into one of my old uh, college soccer buddies at the oh, Y. Oh, really? And, and we were talking about just even going out and you know playing a game of indoor. Being up here in Wisconsin, of course, we do have to play indoor during the yes. winter um you know he said he's been lifting weights he's been running but he hadn't played soccer in a few years and ah. went in there to try to play and almost you know keeled Tore over because it's, well it's just a huge difference between it being is. in shape versus being in game shape there's a to- yeah an and of course we're difference. talking an indoor rec league versus uh the premier league or mls exactly. or Bundesliga, whatever it may be absolutely but <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's it is definitely true i've even noticed that too i mean i'm only you know not even a year removed from college and the difference between you know playing rec soccer and college soccer is totally different because you you take a week or two off and all of a sudden your body's like all right I'm done, you know, and then you go and play rec soccer, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, how was I in shape? Like, <laughs> right. this is awful. You know, I I think about Baxter when uh, back in my younger days. Mm-hmm. I had, when I was 15, I had a hernia. Oh, geez. So I had the surgery, and then uh, I had made the state team beforehand, but then I had okay. the surgery. So it was a few weeks of recovery, um, but going into regional tryouts, so this is the old uh, o- ODP system. Yeah. You know, I went down to Iowa for the regional team tryouts. We did three-a-day practices oh, wow. during those. I was in shape within two days of getting down there. Holy and it cow. ended up actually making one of the, the pool, the one of the morning pool teams for the, yeah, you know, yep. for the next step in the, in the, in the trials. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing how I look at that, just to go off what you're saying, I think, how was I able to have surgery, come back from it you know, three weeks later, and within two days get myself back into game shape? <laughs> That's impressive. I mean, that's impressive within it, within itself. I mean, but that's kind of how soccer players as a whole right. think their body development and everything. But um, going back to Giovinco here briefly before we move into our 50-50 segment, at this point, uh, Simon, I'm a little, you know, it, it's hard for me to make an argument against him and say, why shouldn't we give him the MVP trophy? I know there's 13 games left. But at this point, I mean, yes, Kai Kamara, you can make an argument for him. You can make an argument for David Villas, all the things he's doing. Mm-hmm. Robbie Keane, Kyle Larian, those guys are all doing good things, but they're not doing Sebastian Giovinco things. No, I mean, he's, you know, this this club is, you feel like when you hear Toronto FC, you're always hearing about losses. But Ab- yeah. They're, I mean, they had that they had that tremendous four-one win over Orlando. Yep. Uh, just yesterday and a couple that's weeks ago. His, that's where Giovinco got a hat trick in. Right, you know, and then, <laughs> I mean, we see that 3-3 draw with Columbus talking about Kamara. They had the 2-1 win over Philadelphia. So they're actually, they're doing pretty well over their last five or six games yes, here. Yep. You know, there are a couple of wins. Yeah, there's a couple of losses. They have a draw in there. But it's all because of one man, and I will say that it's because of uh, Giovinco. I mean, he was he was with the team during the Gold Cup when, mm-hmm. of course, they didn't have uh, El Tador with whatever he's nothing right now uh, yeah uh not michael worried. bradley not being there so you got to give credit to other players stepping mm-hmm. up but he's he's been carrying this team without he is. a doubt and look at this he leads the league in goals with 16 he leads the league in shots with 122 kai kamara is right behind him with 100 and then he leads the league in shots on goal with 52 
So out of the 122 shots he's he's put he's shot this year, he's you know scored 16 goals and put 52 of those shots on target. And he's doing his job also as a teammate. I mean, he's fourth in the league in assists, and he's only two off of the top from exactly. Ethan Finley. So that's a complete player right there. This is a very Robbie Keane-esque performance that we saw from him last year. Very yeah, that's a great point. It's exactly that's a perfect way to describe it. Well, thank so, you. I so, uh, yeah, we may argue about the 50-50, but I'm not going to argue with you at all about exactly. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, might as well. I mean, you, uh, Sebastian Javinka, you've got, I think, Simon and I's votes if we, if we were allowed to vote. If, yeah. Well, you might be. I, still I might. <laughs> I don't know if I get a media vote this year. I didn't get a media vote last year. We'll see if I get one this year. All but, right. Uh, speaking of which, though, we are going to move into our 50-50 segment. For those of you that don't know, our 50-50 segment is the part of the show where Simon and I choose a topic in the soccer world, and we both take a, a side on it, and something that you know should be talked about you know, usually more in depth, but we dedicate 45 seconds, uh, each of us, 45 and 45 making 90, which is a soccer match. Uh, you know, see what we did there. You know, it's it's a clever <laughs> little thing that we're like, oh, that's a cool idea, and then everybody else hears it, and they're like, oh, that's just corny, but hey. It, We're it corny makes, guys. Exactly. I'm a, you know what, though? I'm a dad. You will be a dad someday. Exactly. I'm a dad. I, I have a right to be corny. Exactly. It's part of the job contract. You know? That's right. I, I'm trying to learn it now, so when we have kids, it'll be it'll be good to go. I think at least once a day I get an eye roll from my daughters. Like, you know? Dad. <laughs> exactly. And you were probably just like, that was funny. Oh, like, yeah. What are you absolutely. Talking about? And you're an actor on top of being a dad, so <laughs> you have a whole nother game that goes along with that. It's very true. It's fun. Exactly. It's fun. So what are we talking about this week, Simon? Well, so uh, our friend... Mr. Sepp Blatter, the yeah. uh, the head of Mafifa, Mafifa, <laughs> Mafia, Fifa, Fafa, Fafa. He uh, he came out and said that yeah he he's confirming that MLS is going to switch to a European calendar. Interesting. Uh, and then of course, few people asked MLS about this, and MLS MLS basically said, um, no. You know, mm. I will tell you there was a time where. MLS was heavily thinking about it, and that was yes. when the U.S. was bidding for the two thousand. 22 World Cup. Ah, way back and, in the day. Right. And basically when FIFA came back and said, no, U.S. isn't going to host, Don Garber said, well, eh, we're not moving our calendar. We're <laughs> fine with where we're at. <laughs> Simple so, as that, I guess. So so Baxter and I have different feelings about this, and we are going to discuss this each with 45 seconds without interruption, basically laying out our argument for whether we think MLS should switch to the European calendar or whether they should stay with where they are at. Absolutely. I think you went first uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, sure. It doesn't so, matter to me. I don't know. I mean, you can go if you want to. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. You know what? I, well, I feel I've got a really good argument. So Okay. Well, I mean, my <laughs> argument's probably not going to be that great, but I, I will do my best. All right. You ready? Uh, I think so. Okay, here I go. So, no, I don't think MLS sw should switch to the quote-unquote European calendar because, first of all, there is no true European calendar. Now, Russia made the switch a couple of seasons ago. I actually think this may be their first, and they did it successfully. Uh, but teams in Norway still, in s the Scandinavian teams still have their own schedule that is identical to MLS's. Uh, we see other leagues that don't follow a strict European calendar either. You got leagues in South America, even really the Mexican league, it's close to the European calendar. Uh, but here's the biggest thing is MLS can't right now. It still can't compete truly with NFL, with college football. Uh, but the biggest thing is weather. Our weather is so different here. All the games would have to start in the south and eventually make their way up north. Mm -hmm. We just can't do it with our weatherscape. Time's up. Give you two extra seconds. Thank you. Thanks. It's all about the weather. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, 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 yeah, I'll see now, you. Now, there are things that, yeah, well, I'll let you talk first and then, then we'll do our usual little chat exactly. afterwards. Exactly. All right. You all set? Sure. All right. Whistle is blowing right now. 
All right. Well, um, obviously, I think that it could happen. I think that uh, the United States is trying to become more credible in the eyes of FIFA, not necessarily for Sepp Blatter, but just international soccer as a whole. So if they were to adapt the general calendar that is what the FIFA do- what the FIFA world does and the rest of international soccer does, I think it would help obviously boost the credibility internationally, saying, oh, the Americans, they finally get it. It's good for them. Now, I do get what you're saying about you know competing with the NFL and all of that, but the fan base for Major League Soccer has continued to grow rapidly over the last few years. All the new players that have been brought over recently have helped with the growth of that. I feel that the league has enough backing that, sure, it's not going to compete with your Green Bay Packers on Sunday football, but if the league gets together and schedules the game appropriately, they're going to still have an appropriate fan base to watch. All right, 45 seconds. Yeah, you know, and I, and I get that, Baxter. I just I don't see how you can schedule games in Toronto, in Chicago, even in Columbus during these winter months. I mean, you're, you're really going to have to... Put a dome on it. Put a and, roof and, on the And on top of that, I, my, I always go back to, hey, just because the rest of the world does it, which, again, the rest of the world doesn't. Peer pressure. You know, it's the European, some of the, most of those European calendars, but... But who's the not, credible leagues across the world, though? Well, uh, but do you, do you see people, you know, cutting down Norway for playing how they do? Because, again, they have to because of their winters. Exactly. You know, they have to play the, the summer-fall calendar versus mm-hmm. the winter whatever that ends up being but that's true it's now the one the one thing i would like to switch for is just to get around these international dates yes you i know, feel like it, we can thing. maybe come with a, a, a fine ground between the two that would be helpful yeah you know nasl the second division they do a split season and i wonder i wonder idea. if mls might think about doing that someday not a bad idea well if that does happen we'll talk about it here on tube front we're going to go to a break when we come back major league soccer has been redone, reused, re-everything, and basically has a whole new look now with all the new players that have come in. So we're going to talk about that and a lot more. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Welcome back inside the studio. Our first segment, we are chatting about the Atomic Ant, no, not Paul Rudd, Sebastian Giovinco of Toronto FC, and all the accolades that continue to be thrown his way, Simon. We both have already cast our vote, our hypothetical Two Up Front show votes for him to become the MVP. We're hoping he does. We'll see what happens. Kai Kamara might have something to say about that. Um, so before we dive into our latest segment, which we are going to look at all of the transfers that have happened. Well, Major not League all Soccer, of them. We don't have enough time for all of true, them. That's true. Not but. all of them. But Major League <laughs> Soccer's transfer deadline day was today. 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 Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But while we were on the break, we were f- flipping around on Twitter and we noticed um, that the Los Angeles Galaxy are taking on, is it Central is it cent- Central? Central FC. Central. Well, let's see. well, it's Trinidad, so it's more like Central FC. Central FC, man. <laughs> um, 
in Champions League play tonight. Yes. And we looked through the starting lineup, and I don't recognize 90% of these guys on yeah. the starting lineup. Of course, they got Zardes and Gordon up top. Yes. They got those two up front. I but like I, I like don't recognize a single person in the midfield. You've got Raul uh, Mendiola, uh, Mika Vyrene, Kenny Walker, and Ignacio. I thought Kenny Walker played basketball. Oh, that's that's pulling that's an old one out. Some, yeah, <laughs> and Ignacio Magnato. Uh, don't recognize any of those I know guys. the goalkeeper, Brian Rowe. Yes, I uh, recognize Dan him. Gargan in back. Yep. Uh, Rafael Garcia, I recognize, but then Tommy Meyer and Dave Romney at the center backs, I don't recognize either of them. Yeah, and the, the, the only thing that's frustrating about this is during the Dos Santos signing, Bruce Arena, actually it was Chris Klein, came out and said, you know, we're serious. We want to we wanna win everything. We mm. want to be the first club to win Champions League. Now, granted, you're playing against a club from Trinidad, but I hate to see... Bruce Arena come out at this. Who knows if Arena's even there? Probably not. Um, but to come at this underestimating the first club they're going to play against, you can't come out and say, we're serious. We want to win this. We want to be the first MLS team to win this. And then what you put out there is two starters out of 11. Yeah. Maybe. And three. even then, I don't know. Well, Dan Gordon Gargan gets Dan, – yeah, Dan Gargan and Zardis are probably the two of the starters. Right. Brian Rose yeah. is going to be starting now since uh, – that guy that their goalie, uh, Jaime Pinedo, is gone. Yeah, well, they signed Donovan Ricketts, though. And I they thought, did. I thought they were projecting him to be their starter. Again. I wouldn't be shocked if yeah. that's what ends up happening. So we'll be following that as we're going along tonight. Um, definitely keep in mind that. Um, yeah, and you know what I'd like to see? It's actually, I, I kind of wish the Open Cup, that the Galaxy were still alive in the Open Cup because I'd like to see how serious they would be taking that tournament because mm-hmm. they, they never do. And if you're going to sit there and say we want to win everything, that means you got to take everything serious, right? Exactly. So, um, but, you know, speaking of Dos Santos, as you were saying, a lot of signings in Major League Soccer, even including up until today. We saw some rumors not come to fruition, uh, others that did, of course, Dos Santos being the biggest one. Uh, but there there were some, some, some big signings. Gaston Saro for the Columbus crew, another Argentine, Argentine coming to the league. Argentine. Yeah, Argentine. you know, uh, it seems like Columbus, you know, they had uh, – Scaletto down there. Um, they they seem to be a club that really likes to find talent in Argentina. Obviously, Portland is another one. They've got, I think they're back down to four mm-hmm. Argentinians now. But uh, but they had you know Portland. We already talked about their young DP, their 22 year old Milano signing with them. But they also got rid of Gaston Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumor is there was a rift between Gaston and Caleb Porter, and since signing Milano, he was kind of like. All right. Yep. See you later. But I feel like that'd have been a good partnership. But. Yeah. Well, you know, you you still have your Rudy there. You still have obviously Diego Valeri, who missed his first PK in the league this year against yes. the San Jose Earthquakes. That, that would have been a that would have been a big three points away from have. home for Portland. Absolutely. But uh, you know what? Before we move on to other signings, too, I'd like to touch upon this letter that I I think is pretty awesome from yeah, Gaston Fernandez. Talk about a class act guy. He basically gets cut from the team. Now the team does say it was a mutual agreement, but. From what I've read on the inside is he was basically cut from the team. Yet he writes this letter both in English and in uh, Spanish. I I won't do the Spanish because I'm horrible at it. But he says, today is a bittersweet day for me. I'm leaving a beautiful place, a place in which I lived wonderful moments. It It has been a very intense 18 months, and surely with the passing of time, I will continue to value it more and more. But I am returning home to my country to Estadiance de la Plata. I apologize for my Spanish. A club that I love so much. 
That is why I wish to thank all of my teammates, all the people that work for the club, Merritt, Gavin, and Caleb for believing in me and for giving me the opportunity to be part of the history of this fantastic club. I also wanted to thank all the fans that made me not miss the stadiums in Argentina (laughs) (laughs) because I don't have any doubts that Providence Park and its fans are the greatest in MLS. This this to me says all the world about how classy this guy is. Yes. I wish the maximum success for the team and to my teammates. Perhaps someday our paths will cross again. For my country, I will always be looking for the news of the Timbers. I leave you with the greatest regard from the bottom of my heart. Now, if he truly was cut from the team, Mm -hmm. and this is what he ends up putting out there, I mean, talk about a class act. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um... I do find that it's a little unfortunate that he did leave. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know a ton about Gaston. I know he scored a few tremendous goals in his time at Portland, but um, you know, to me, it was it was another classic case of him being just a bit misused. Yes. And, you know, I have my gripes with Porter. Seems like any team I follow, I really have gripes with the coach. I'm having too many issues with Jay Heaps in New England personally. I, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Mm. Um, but I just Porter. <laughs> To me, is very reminiscent of Klinsman. It's constant tinkering, constant tinkering. Exactly. And, and almost so over coaches. Maybe Porter shouldn't be a, a national team coach then. I we certainly don't want to be. About yeah, yeah. No, Jason Christ. You know. Jason Christ, I'd much rather see there. But uh, but yeah, I think Gaston was a bit underused and misused. And uh, mm-hmm. if there truly was a rift, you know, when he was coming off one of his last games injured, Porter doesn't even go over to him and check on him. That's and just it's, come on. That's just sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, some interesting transfer news, Simon. Nothing official went through um, on these few things I'm going to tell you about. These are a few transfer things that you might not have heard about, so I'm curious about right. your reaction. So uh, these are courteous of at MLS Transfers on Twitter, one of the more reliable places that you can go to find all the latest transfer news related to Major League Soccer. So that's at MLS Transfers. Uh, the first one out of the three that I want to share with you, Simon, is in regards to Tommy Thompson, you know, San Jose mm, young yep. striker. Uh, there was rumors that Indy 11 and Schalke 2 were both interested in loaning out Tommy Thompson. However, San Jose had no plans to move him. Okay. So that was an interesting one. Uh, they also had uh, information on Harry Ship. Uh, the tweet mm. read, um, Harry Ship is not going to Marseille anytime soon. He had been scouted twice in person over the last 12 months. Sources say mixed reviews internally, though. Huh. Thoughts about that I, one? I, yeah, I, I would be very surprised, and this is one we'll get to uh, with the whole Drogba thing and, and with Chicago. I feel coming out actually on the better end with ended up being able to sign Gilberto off of waivers, but uh, I can't imagine with what Yallop's trying to do down there in Chicago that he would let Harry Ship go right no, now. I if would, this was two or three seasons horrible, down the road, maybe. Horrible idea. Yeah. Um, Two other ones fast. I'm a huge Harry Ship fan, personally. Uh, I've never had a bad thing to say about him. Uh, Two other ones that I find interesting, one about Dylan Powers. Uh, According uh, to MLS transfers, Palermo and Atlantia uh, were both curious about him but Hmm. didn't go after him. They're saying that uh, January move for him is definitely in the cards, though. So Hmm. keep an eye on that. And then the last one is that San Jose had shown strong interest in Kenwin Jones. Oh, is that uh, right? We, as even as uh, early as weeks ago, uh, but nothing has transpired since then. Obviously, but they were looking at Kenwin Jones from the EPL. Wow! So, just a few things for you there. But MLS transfers on Twitter, best place to get all of the latest transfer news that is going on, and I definitely recommend checking them out. So, all right. Well, uh, there was, there you was had another a lot of things to say though. Didn't yeah. You? No, well, there was another rumor there too that. Uh, Newcastle United were looking for Kamar Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, who uh, plays for the New York Red Bulls. Apparently, nothing has gone through, obviously, with the window having been closed. There's been no news on that. But 
We'll check back on that one in January as well. Absolutely. I think January there's going to be some some more moves, uh, I think, with people leaving in terms of MLS talent. I agree. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> we've had so many players come into the league. There's a point where the teams are going to have to say, okay, hold on here. Mm-hmm. We need to... We need to it's situate gonna be, things. There's going to be no MLS teams, or MLS regular players left. It's going to be all these international guys. Right, that keep right. In. And at what point, you know, then for the league? And there are so many rules that the league has come up with that you theoretically could have a roster of 22 players of nothing but internationals. You could. Really. You absolutely could. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's been some, you know, going back to the, the Drogba dilemma, it looked yes. like the fire once again was going to get completely screwed out of another deal as they did with yep, Jermaine Jones. Yep. Uh, and it, Once you heard Drogba was going to the impact, you're like, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm not a fire fan, to be honest with no. you, uh, but my heart kind of bled for them a little bit, thinking once again, you, you know, second year in a row. But then you see they, how much money Drogba got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the fire probably didn't have to spend that when they ended up picking up a Gilberto who yeah, he's, he's been wanting to, He's a solid player. He wants to be in this league. Mm-hmm. And, and the fire need a player like exactly. that. So uh, once again, I think when it's all said and done, you know, Drogba maybe will be there another year, but Gilberto, he's another young guy born in 89. Mm-hmm. He could he could be there for quite some time. Absolutely, a young, talented Brazilian player that I think that can bring a lot to what, you know, the Chicago Fire are trying to do. Uh, we did see the, the Wright brothers are united yeah. again. Uh, Sean Wright Phillips of now the New York Red Bulls has joined his brother Bradley. And off to a great start. Their first game, yes. they connected on a goal. Uh, the Brotherly love is there. That's right. And then, of course, they had their one-one draw yesterday with uh, with Montreal. Mm-hmm. But, but how? Yeah, I mean, how how great is that to see this brother connection in in New York, the original New York team? Yeah, you can say they play in Jersey, but all the New York teams play in Jersey. Exactly. Why uh, are they called New York? Because nobody wants to be played for a team called the New Jersey, whatever. No, I mean, you got the New Jersey Devils in in, in NHL. Jersey. It's yeah. it has something to do with the sports commission, and actually, the 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 sports commission of New Jersey tried to get a law passed that any sports teams that mm-hmm. played in New Jersey had to be called New Jersey and it didn't go through. But uh, it, it's it's just the marketing that thing. That would be interesting, you know? though, if the New Jersey's, you know, New oh, Jersey yeah. Giants, the New Jersey Jets, the Red Bulls, New Jersey City FC. No, I mean, New <laughs> York doesn't. They play. That's right. They, they, they play, play in the baseball New York, stadium. thankfully. Yeah. Yep. But even still, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the right Phillips. And, and for the fact that I'm not sure – how they all worked it, maybe they used their targeted allocation money. But for the fact that Sean is not considered a DP, I think it's probably a, a, a big thing. That's absolutely huge for the team as a whole. Uh, any other transfers that really stick out to you in terms of players that are brought over? Uh, there was, oh, where did it go? There was there was one more that was on here. Um, but I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. Hmm. Of course, Cubo Torres is officially Finally, on the Dynamo yep. roster. Um Oh, Dave, you know? Dave Romney was a was a was a player. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just seeing that the the Galaxy signed Dave Romney. That guy, we were like, why is he a center back? Oh, right. Okay, but that's okay. good to know. I didn't right. realize that. Right. Huh. Yeah. Uh, now you were talking about there were rumors of Chicharito still being in play. Yeah, there a, was there was rumors that um, we didn't really know if they were going to happen or not. But it was there was small reports that, that the fire threw ten million dollars Chicharito's way. Um, obviously we didn't hear anything about it, so we can assume that it didn't happen. Um, and then there was another rumor that San Jose was through $6 million, another big Mexican player's way. I can't think of his name right now. 
one of their midfielders, one of their big midfielder guys, but and obviously nothing really came to that as well. But you can see that the the draw to want to bring in some of those top Mexican players are there. Yeah, absolutely. So and uh, you I know, know, kudos to the Galaxy for for pulling off that uh, Dos Santos. Do you deal. like the move? I do. Uh, he's a young guy. I think he's going to do well in the midfield. I'll talk about a little bit more in our in the in the power ranking segment. Yes. But I do. I, I I've got no problem with that move. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? Uh, I don't mind it. I think that it makes the Galaxy even more dangerous than they already were. I think if they can get the right pieces together with uh, Sebastian Le- uh, Legit mm-hmm. and Stevie G and Dos Santos and Zardes and all of the other attacking options, Eugenio in the middle, they've got a lot of different guys that they can throw at you. Robbie Keane, obviously, as well up top. They've got a strong you know, potential starting six. You know, That attacking six coming right. at you could be fierce. The, I think the difficulty that Arena's going to have is where does he play all these exactly. guys? Exactly, and we'll we'll see what comes up with that. Dos Santos, he can mix at forward, but he can also play out wide as well. Stevie G, he'll play in the middle, maybe that attacking. Mm-hmm. You know, if they play mm-hmm. a diamond, maybe they might go that way, but I don't know what Sebastian legit plays. I think he's more of an outsider. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm curious to know what Bruce Arena really does now that he's got all of his, all of his new toys together, and we'll see how he yeah, throws them out there. And I wonder, are the Galaxy done tinkering as much as they have this mm-hmm. last you know, I, I mean, you, know. You, you lost Beckham, you lost Donovan. Now you brought in Dos Santos, you brought in Gerard. Of course, you still have Robbie Keane there. You mentioned Zardes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Omar Gonzalez in back, thankfully. AJ De La Garza's played well. Right. Dan Gargan's, Dan Gargan. Robbie Rogers. Yeah, so I, I, I do think right now the Galaxy has one of the potentially strongest lineups. Yeah, starting in this 11. League. Off starting the bench, 11, yes. Uh, coming off the bench. Mm, depth wise i don't know i don't either i don't i don't know enough about exactly about their it's uh, hard reserves. to find a lot of mls teams at least in my knowledge that have strong starting 11s and strong even like 3 to 4 guys off the bench also yeah you know and that's again when you when you're looking at the money of the league you can't help but have your team that way. Yeah. You know, that's the reason that these mls teams can start off strong in champions league, but then when you're looking at you know in the later rounds when basically MLS is in preseason, and that, that's the toughest thing going back to the calendar, yeah, yeah. is that Champions League, they do great in the round robin. Yes. But that's because they're, they're in mid-season form. Then you get to the knockout stages, and all of a sudden you're in preseason form. You know? but, uh, but that is also where we see the lack of depth. We see these Mexican teams come in, and they have mm-hmm. 22 strong players. Yeah. But they've got the money to do that. Exactly. And where, now that MLS is... Maybe starting to figure things out with the allocation money now too. So hopefully that maybe we can add some it, more it players. May, some it may, it may. Uh, you know, Brad Evans made a big statement about the going back on the collective bargaining agreement. Mm. He said it's interesting to me how these owners kept claiming to us that they're losing money, they're losing money, they're losing money. Yet in this transfer window, mm-hmm. we see them spend all this money on Giovanni Dos Santos, Pirlo coming in, mm-hmm. uh, even of these other DPS, even of Sean Wright Phillips. So how can these owners be sitting here saying, "Look, guys, we." We don't have as much money for this league as as you're making it out to be. Mm-hmm. And then six months later after signing the contract, boom, millions oh. and millions of dollars being spent. Yeah, I wonder how much, I wonder the shadiness of yeah. all of that. Yeah, well, and, you know, Brad Evans was saying he was one of the guys. And, of course, this is easy to say after the fact. Brad Evans was saying that he was one of the, the, one of the leaders in there saying, we got to hold tight. We got to hold tight. And he's saying, you know, in four and a half years now, when the next CBA comes up, we have to stay stronger mm-hmm. than we were. Absolutely. No, I completely agree 100%. So 
Uh, any other final thoughts, Simon? I know you had a brief thought about the Champions League. Uh, Real Salt Lake, they won their first game. They did. Real Salt Lake won their first game. I like to, uh, you know, you, you got to say this, that in round one so far, no MLS team has Woo! lost. Now, of course, that's because Real Salt Lake, Real Salt Lake, very quick goal. I think it was in the first minute or second mm-hmm. minute that they, uh, that they went up on Municipal of, I believe it's Guatemala. I believe it is, because I know that was one of the longer treks in the Champions League this year. I believe so, yeah. And so there there were two other teams, two other yep, MLS Guatemala teams. City. Okay. There were two other teams in uh, MLS that played mm-hmm. in Champions League that also didn't lose, but that's because the Sounders and the Whitecaps tied 1-1. Ah. But so. that's, that's a big draw for Seattle, because that was in Vancouver. That is. And the way Seattle's been in the league... It's about time. I, know, I saw one of my friends on Twitter last night like, Seattle finally scored! <laughs> That's like, right. Yeah, right. It's, it's about time. Are they going to be the Montreal Impact from last year where it did terrible in the league, but all of well, a sudden... Well, now that Montreal has a few more weapons at their disposal, I'm curious to know what they're going to do in Champions League play. We'll curious see. enough, by the way, yes. there is a U13 CONCACAF Champions League now. Why? And the uh, eight teams were invited. It only lasts a week. Okay. Uh, Montreal Impact was invited because of what their sure. senior team did, DC United's Academy. What's that? Oh, oh, academy teams. Academy like, teams, yes. Where are they yes, getting these yes, players yes. from? <laughs> academy teams. Uh, Montreal has already qualified for the semifinals, apparently. And, uh, I'm not sure about D.C., but Let's there you go. go. A little fun fact for you. Good to know. The more you know, Simon. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to another break. When we come back, the EPL is just around the corner. We'll talk about it a little bit. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what we can figure out about that. And then the new FIFA rankings apparently are also out also. We're going to talk about that and so much more. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, in our last segment, we had a chat about all the craziness that has been Major League Soccer and all the transfers surrounding it. We had a lot of fun things to say about it. We'll see what happens in the January transfer window as well as we try to figure out what exactly is going to you know, shake down. There's rumors that Harry Ship, Tommy Thompson, other young guys might be headed out of Dodge, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with them. It's still very early in their careers and... Just the soccer calendar, also. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're right, Baxter. We're going to see a lot more movement the other way. We'll see a little bit of movement this way. You know, players coming over to MLS in January. Yeah. But I do think there's going to be a lot of movement out, out, you know, outwards of the league. Ah, well, Simon. Uh, before we get into the EPL action, which commences on Saturday, the latest FIFA rankings for the men have come out. 
And I Jamaica's number one, right? Yeah, Jamaica's of course. number one in the world. Uh, no, Mexico, Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Mexico. They got a penalty okay. kick to to become the number one team. In oh, FIFA. okay. That's how they settled okay. it this year. Where the, I, you know what happened is the um, all the representatives were walking into the uh, big FIFA hall where they announced yes. the new rankings, yes, and yes. a couple of a couple of Mexican representatives fell over. So ah. Geiger, Geiger called. He just showed up. Number one ranking for just Mexico. Showed up and yes. pulled up the number one <laughs> ranking. Thank you, Mark Geiger. People, people love you for that. Uh, surprisingly, though, now that you say that uh, Mexico, 26th on the overall rankings. Uh, the United States moving up five spots there at number 29, Simon. Uh, majority because the CONCACAF Gold Cup Gold is Cup, now right. in, the, in the books, so all the CONCACAF teams do see a bit of a jump. Um, I, the top 10 is what really grinds my gears, though, Simon, at the end of the day. Well, it's, it's just silly to me. You've got Belgium at number two and Germany at number three. I've joked about this before. It'd be nice if there was a tournament to really figure out who was number right? one. Oh, wait, there is. Oh, which yeah. is why Argentina's first. Right. Place. Who lost to Germany? And oh. I don't, I, yeah, it's, it's, we know it's a joke. And I, mean, I, can you remind me of the great run that Romania and Wales had at the World Cup, please? Because they're obviously top 10 teams. Right. Well, no, I can't. <laughs> Oh, that's right, because they didn't qualify. (laughs) That's right. So, of course, there's all the European Championship uh, qualifications going on. Yes. The Netherlands dropped seven spots. They're down to 12 now. You've got Slovakia and and Austria tied at 14. The one thing – here's the one thing I'll say. I think the U.S. being at 29 is actually very legitimate. Yes. You know, I I think with – especially with the way they've been performing, um, I think a 29 – in the world ranking is is pretty fair. Sure. Um, Mexico, eh, what are they at? Twenty six. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not too sure that that Costa Rica should be as low as Costa 38. Rica is down at thirty eight. I'm a little shocked by that. I mean, um, their their result at the World Cup was fantastic. It is, and I don't think that their Gold Cup performance should be enough to drop, right. them, especially with right. how they went out. Exactly. Yeah, but of course they don't figure that in. They don't figure no. out bad calls of into the not. equation because FIFA makes bad calls on their own. But I think the one thing I'd say is, for my money in Concacaf right now, uh, yes, Mexico won the gold cup, but I still don't think it's a victory to be celebrated for them after their, their the favors that were handed to them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I, I definitely don't see Costa Rica being lower than the U.S. right now. No, I mean the top five in Concacaf, Mexico is the highest ranked mm-hmm. out of the out of the five with at twenty six. USA twenty nine, Costa Rica thirty eight, Jamaica jumps up twenty one spots, rightfully so, to fifty five, and then TNT at fifty six. They jumped up eight spots. Uh, Canada, even though they didn't score a single goal, still managed to go up two spots to one hundred one. And Guatemala, they're at one hundred eight. Yeah, they're they're Panama, well, Honduras. Know. Guatemala's Cuba. Guatemala's on their downslide. They they had their golden generation. Where's uh, Cuba? Where's Cuba on this list? I don't know. I don't know if Cuba even makes the list. I don't, <laughs> I don't see Cuba on this list. How is Oh, Cuba's 119. You know, it's pretty sad for Canada when you're seven spots away from Antigua and Barbuda. That's is, how do you say it? I don't know, Barbada. I, I don't know. Bar- I don't know. Anyways, anyways, it's uh that's that's where we're at with the FIFA rankings and you know, people can say, "Ah, it's the rankings. They don't really mean much." That's true until the World Cup years come around exactly. and they use that for seedings. Then it exactly. does matter. So, you know, there was a time where FIFA had to redo the rankings because they had the U.S. as high as number four. That's just stupid. But I'm even sorry. then, even then, so U.S. is ranked number four in the world. Mexico was like at 18. Sure. But they still gave Mexico a top 
eighth seed for the 2006 World Cup. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I think Mark Geiger was there. In the oh, <laughs> he's just he's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. He is. Call it like gargering or something. Gargering. Geigering. Geigering. Yes, you got Geigered. <laughs> you got of CONCACAF and you Geiger. Geigered, yes. That makes sense. Now, um, real briefly, I want to just jump over to the women's rankings. Uh, USA has regained the top spot. Uh, they're number one now in the FIFA World Rankings, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, they are just a bit ahead of Germany at number two, which makes sense because Germany uh, played a fantastic World Cup overall. France is at three, Japan at four, England five. The Lionesses really did a fantastic job with this last World Cup, and it was just unfortunate the way they went out yeah. with that own goal against Japan. Yeah. Uh, Brazil at six, Sweden seven, uh, North Korea at eight, Australia at nine. They had a great World Cup as well, and then Norway at ten. Canada, Canada, the host the nation, they wow. dropped all the way to 11. Of course, they didn't do, do do too well in the knockout rounds. So They didn't. No, Canada was very disappointing, I think, overall. It's just been a disappointing year for Canadian soccer all, yeah. overall. But between yeah. the Women's World Cup, which I thought they were uh, – they should have been a Final Four contender, I feel like. And then Absolutely. the men's team couldn't get off the ground and could not score open goals, you know, open net goals and qualifying also. So – um, you know, it's it's hard. Women's soccer is a little bit different in terms of how their rankings work out with, you know, how much it really means. I really only have paid attention to that top 10 because women's soccer, they actually do a fairly good job of where the shifting goes. It's the men, obviously, that are all the controversy swirls well, around them. And I think a lot of that is just because of all the different tournaments that the men do play versus the women. Yes. And, and the number of teams, too, that, I mean, uh, well, absolutely. Yeah, the men's yeah. game's got 100 years on the women's game, so that's understandable. Um, but speaking of speaking of international Baxter, I don't know if you saw this. There was the draw for the U17 World oh, Cup okay. in Chile. How did that uh, work out? We got the U.S. is in Group A with with the host nation Chile, okay, Croatia and Nigeria. So not the group of death, but that's going to be a difficult group to it is. to move out. I'm of. looking at this group. If I'm going based off of, I'd say Group C. Same with me. Yep, you've got Australia, yeah, but you get Germany. Mexico and Argentina. Those youth teams for the bottom three there are going to be incredible. Always, and Mexico is always strong with their U17 team. Um, well, Group D, you got Belgium, Mali, Honduras, and Ecuador. So Belgium should have a pretty easy time moving out of there. Group E is South Africa, Costa Rica, Korea, North Korea, that is, and Russia. I don't see much difficulty for Russia getting out of that one, and perhaps even Costa Rica getting out of that one. And then Group F, you have New Zealand, France, Syria, and Paraguay. So, Syria, wow. So yeah, They're Group letting C. letting those guys out of the country to go. I guess so. Good for yeah. them. But Group C is definitely the group of death. And we'll see if the U.S. moves on. I think you'd have to say that Chile and Croatia are definitely the favorites. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Nigeria, USA can end up being a third-place team that well, moves on. Well, we saw Nigeria kind of surprise people at the uh, Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm, well, I'm curious to know how well the men play. Yeah, especially at the U seventeen level. You think of those African nations. I don't really think of too many dominant lower, you know, lower tiers. You know, right, right. Nigeria though tends to surprise at the at the youth level. They always they find be, a way to do that. They do, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We'll see. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't have too much too much in depth knowledge with the youth teams, but just basing off of what I've seen in past. Youth, you know, U seventeen World Cups. Mm-hmm. That's what my gut's telling me. Absolutely. Well, Simon, this coming weekend on Saturday kicks off the wonderful. Well, technically, the season has already started because Community Shield happened right. last week. Arsenal, woo! I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> okay, before I, Arsenal won one zero. They took out Chelsea, so mm-hmm. good for them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, some of you that follow me on Twitter at Baxter Colburn, you can follow Simon at Simon Provan. I was asking on Twitter today, I I'm trying to find a EPL team to follow religiously. I followed the New England Revolution in Major League Soccer, and I'm trying to find an EPL team that I really want to actually follow. I've, I, I've occasionally, or occasionally, I've casually, that's the word, I've casually followed Arsenal. Right. Uh, I've had good friends that are Man U fans, that are Chelsea fans, Man City fans, you're an Everton fan. Um, and I'm just trying to find a team. I don't want to be that guy and be like, well, Chelsea's always good or Man U's always oh, good. Oh, please I'm don't. Follow, please I don't. don't. <laughs> and that's why, that's why when I, I kind of chose Arsenal a few years ago, I didn't feel bad about it because Arsenal has good years and Arsenal has bad years. I'm like, okay, they seem like a pretty middle of the road to relatively. There are, I will say, I think, I think this year, not to jump ahead of you, sorry, no, you're fine. but uh, I think this year they're going for it. I mean, they, I think so. You know, I think actually getting Peter Cech as their goalkeeper was a huge it's, pickup. That's a them. fantastic move. And that's part of me is kind of wondering, well, do I stay with Arsenal? And if I do, I need to fully invest in, a, in, in that team. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to put more of an effort into it. Uh, we've got good friends. I've got good friends. Simon Mitchell, who was on the show last week. Mm -hmm. He's a big Tottenham Spurs fan. Tottenham's not a. I like Harry Kane. I really, really like Harry yeah. Kane. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, to see how well he does. Um, so I don't know if you have any if you have any recommendations out there. Uh, one of my friends on Twitter, Jacob Rood, he was sending me Manchester City highlight videos today. He was like, "Oh, this is why you should be a City fan." I'm like, <laughs> I just I couldn't be a City fan. I'm sorry. It's kind of like liking the Yankees. You just right, you like them for right. their money, not for who how they actually right. do. Right. I totally agree with that. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so looking ahead, uh, this coming weekend's fixtures, uh, interesting first slot of games, uh, Man U takes on Spurs to open up the thing. That'll be the marquee game of the weekend. I can guarantee you Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I shouldn't say it's funny, but interesting that Spurs head coach came out and said that basically we're, there's no way we can be a top four team anymore Ouch. because of the money that Man U uh, spent, that Arsenal spent, they that really Chelsea spent. Did, the Mets, they did, though. They did. I mean... Man, Manchester United is my pick to win the league this year, without a doubt. It's okay. I think uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Sure. Mind. Yeah, oh, that, I don't mind. I, that makes sense, though. I think Van I think Hall has really got his hands on that club now. I think it's, so. It's his. It's his team now. It is. Uh, He's done know, enough to get rid of the old players, I guess. Old were, players and the new ones. And and there's talk with the whole Di Maria transaction that he actually didn't want that player there and pretty much made it evident. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it helps the club as a whole. And Di Maria, uh, if you go back and listen to our show last week, I was asking Simon Mitchell uh, from a British perspective, right? well, how do you think players like Di Maria do? I was asking him about Eric Lamela, Bastian Schweinsteiger, and Emma, um, you know, at Man U. I said, okay, how do you think these players do in the EPL? And he said, well, Bastian Schweinsteiger, the German league, they play very slow. He's oh, like, yeah. the EPL yeah. is very fast. He's like, I don't think Schweinsteiger is going to work out long-term for Man U because of how slow he's used to playing. Not that he's not a talented sure, player. Sure, sure. So the run of pace, I think he's, he said, I think he's going to surprise Bastian Schweinsteiger initially. Sure. And I'm going to disagree with that a bit, though, because Bayern doesn't play as slow as the rest of the Bundesliga No, does. absolutely not. And that's why I had a little bit of reservation about right. it. It made sense, like the German League as a whole. Sure. But Bayern yeah. Munich is a whole other brand. It's a whole other brand, um, you know, since... Definitely, if we're talking all the way up to the even the mid two thousand aughts, if that's how we want to say yes. it, you know, it was it was a slower league, but we saw it with the German national team. They went away from playing that German shell to actually going at other teams. Um, Schweinsteiger, you know, he's been injured for quite a while, and he's finally one hundred percent healthy. Yes. I don't think it's going to shock him too much. I, I really hmm. don't. Okay. Um, 
Um, no offense, the other Simon, but uh, of course, I'm, we got to get both Simons on the right. show. I'm going to be so confused. Like Simon, what do you think? Well, Simon, you, Simon, you, what Simon, Simon? The real, the real Simon, please stand up. I guess I, I will say, uh, you know, if you don't mind me talking to Everton for a second, please. I think Everton will get their win this weekend over Jay Demerit's former team, yeah. Watford. Watford promoted. Uh, back again in the Premier League. Yeah. But I think that'll be Everton's only one for about four or five weeks because Ooh. then they have a slew of teams that they're playing in the, uh, what I will say, the, the top five or six. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, the other week action, you've got Norwich City against Crystal Palace, uh, AFC, uh, what is that? Burnamouth. Burnamouth. Something like against that. Against Aston Villa. Yeah, you know, in Villa, we'll see, we'll see if uh, Guzan... Gets his starting goalkeeper mm-hmm. job back. And they lost uh, Christian Benteke as That's well. Right. That's right. They're premier striker, so we'll see what they do. Uh, Leicester City versus Sunderland. Chelsea versus Swansea. I wouldn't be shocked if Chelsea just maul Swansea. But ESPN FC, they think Swansea City is going to finish seventh in their Premier League predictions. Well, they, they certainly do, and Swansea's been a, a very strong mid to upper mid table club have. since they've been in the Premier League. It's, uh, maybe that's why Wales is ranked oh. number eight in the world because of Swansea. Because Swansea's actually in Wales, if you didn't know that. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Swansea and I believe it's Norwich that's also in Wales. I'd have to double check on that. But yeah, there's there's two mm. Welsh clubs that play in the English table. I had no idea. English leagues. The yeah. more, the more yeah. you know, I guess. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Well, finishing out the final three games, you've got Arsenal and West Ham, Stoke City, Liverpool, and Newcastle United and Southampton. I think that N- Newcastle-Southampton game could actually be fun to watch. I don't think it's going to be great soccer, but those are two comparable clubs with each other. So. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely think so. There is... Oh, there's one more game. I'm sorry. West... Uh, whoop, I lost it. West Brom and Man City play on Monday. August tenth. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see Man City just. They're gonna do very mean things. It's West at Brom. West Brom, so maybe it won't be a slaughter. That was the word I was gonna use because if there's one league where it does matter if you're playing at home or not, it does tend to be the Premier League. It does. It, it, it does. It does. It helps out the teams. It seems like quite a bit. Uh, so so yeah, but my, like I said, I'm gonna go back and say Manchester United is my pick, and maybe next week or so we can get uh, uh, yeah, your prediction I, on I that. I just need to do a little bit more homework before I just throw out something like that. I'm shocked that Sunderland stayed alive. So I want to pick Sunderland to be the team that does drop. I think West Ham will stay up. I think Leicester will fall this season as well. I'm gonna agree with ESPN on that. Okay, uh, but I, I I just I don't see Sunderland staying on top. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right now, ESPN's top six, they have Chelsea at one, Arsenal two, Man United three, City four, Liverpool five, and Tottenham Spurs at six. The top uh, top ten is rounded up with Swansea, Southampton, Everton, and Stoke. I'll, I'll be very happy if Everton... I shouldn't say very happy. I'll be, be happy, happy if they if they They'll finish up in the top ten this this season. But, man, they, they struggle on the backside of the season. Uh, Liverpool... I think they could surprise a few people. Now that they um, have Christian Benticki, I think they might do much better. Yeah, and Rodgers, he seems like the type of manager that I would certainly like to play for. Hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. They, <laughs> they're they still a little bit in flux, but I just have this, it's again, this gut feeling that, that they're going to surprise a few people. We'll see. And we'll that's coming from see. an Everton fan, that folks. Is. So. And that's, that's very true. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, we're going to go to another break. Uh, when we come back, we will have... Uh, more MLS-focused talk for you as we get to our predictions and our new power rankings as well. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Proban. Welcome back in the studio. For all of those of you watching us on Periscope, big thank you to that. Remember, you can go back and watch the show if you're that interested to see what Simon and I look like and do during the show. You can go to our Twitter feed, at Two Up Front Soccer, and check us out that way. You can also like us on Facebook, Two Up Front Soccer. You can follow Simon at Simon Provan on Twitter, and you can follow myself at Baxter Colburn. We love hearing from you. We love checking in with you, the listener. We've had a lot of great engage, engaging conversations over the last few weeks since we've been on the air. Only two episodes away, Simon, from our 20th episode. Yeah. We are continuing to grow the brand that is too up front. So a big thanks to all the people that have made that possible. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot of... Uh, remote broadcast yeah. coming up the next so, few months. I'd say that's one of our favorite things to it do. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. We were at the uh, Milwaukee Barons tailgate a few weeks ago, and we were down at Soldier Field as well mm-hmm. for a CONCACAF Champions League game. So we've got a few things in the works with some of our friends, a good friend James Moran of the Milwaukee Barons. Uh, we're going to be maybe doing a few pub tours here in the next next right. few months. So stay tuned for that for details. Social media is the best way to do that. And like we mentioned earlier as well, there are rumors and uh, workings of a actual two up front website as well. So right. <laughs> as that continues to get developed and saved, uh, we will be sure to save it, uh, to share it with you and save it or whatever we end up doing with it. So, um, but Simon, uh, major league soccer, as we know and love it, uh, continues to wow us with many, many surprising performances and exciting different adventures that occur. Uh, especially this past weekend, especially this My past goodness. weekend, 61 total goals, a record breaking setting weekend. And something that I think definitely deserves to be talked about. Uh, but I, I think that what really surprises me is just the teams that did it. Right. DC United, 6-4 to four against Real Salt Lake. An absolute barn burner. You see some of the goals. Nick De, uh, De, wow, Nick De Leon. De Leon. That's yes. how did. I could see it. I could. My brain just didn't. <laughs> the words and stuff just didn't work like they normally do. I've been there. I've been it there. Happens. It happens. Daily for me, actually. Yeah, same here. And I, I don't know why I'm in broadcasting sometimes. <laughs> Uh, and then Orlando goes 5-2 to two on Columbus. That was a bit of a surprising uh, result. Uh, Kyle yes. Aaron doing everything in his power to keep that game. He Boy, just I, had a fantastic I, season. Speaking of MVPs, too, Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's wrapped up Rookie of the Year, hasn't uh, he? 100%. 100%. New England gets another win. Woo! Finally. 3-1 as well over Toronto. Toronto. Happy about that. The Charlie Galaxy. Davies with a couple of goals. Two goals. Uh, he is carrying that team. He's got nine goals on the year. I mean, carrying is a very loose term because <laughs> the team is struggling to stay afloat. They're only one point out of second place, though, in the East. Fun, yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. They're in fourth place, yeah. but they're only a point out of second because um, the team above them is somebody that is better than them. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Toronto. Yeah. No. Toronto. Oh, now they've dropped. I'm sorry, because of the new standings. But, uh, all right, New England the results is, yesterday. But New England, Columbus, and Toronto were all technically tied for third with 31 points. The Red Bulls have 33 points, D.C. 41, and then the Montreal Impact coming in at sixth place with right. 28 points. So and, you know, them. look at the Red Bulls. They are three games behind – or not three three games behind, but they, they have three games less that they've played versus D.C. So, actually, you throw nine points on there. If yeah. they were to win those, you got a new number one in the East. Absolutely. So. You know, good job for the United. They've got two wins in a row now. And actually, the last game, too, it was 3-2 uh, to two against, was it Philadelphia? It was, um, oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, I shouldn't be spacing on that. Well, but uh, well, they yeah, beat, it was they it beat, was against Union three to two. Yep. Um, but then yep. they just had a more recent game. Yeah, then the six four. six four against yeah. RSL. So good for them. DC, I think, kind of continuing to prove, hey, we're still kind of relevant. We're still kind of good. Keep an eye on yeah, us. Yeah, and of course, you know, RSL didn't have Romando in for that game. So no. I wonder if the result would have been different. I think so. You know, Real goes. Nick up. Romando's a game changer, no matter yeah. how good or bad the team. Yeah. The other ten players are on the field in front of him. Yeah, and uh, you know. DC, this would this would have been their second game in a row going down 2-0. Well, it yeah. was their second game in a row going down 2-0. But they changed the outcome, thankfully. They did, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, so. thankfully. Well, um, aside from that, not too many other things. We talked about the Toronto FC 4-1 thrashing of Orlando uh, with Giovinco's hat trick just happening yesterday. And there's no other MLS action that takes place and still until Friday. Which now, let me just point this out, though. This is This is the luck of the league. Okay. So Sunday is their... Games that they have on national TV, yes. So the the, the fire Dallas game that was that was an exciting game. It was. I was surprising. Heard it was a lot of fun. Yep. Two zero win for for Dallas. I I did Chicago. watch that one. Of course, I watched the San Jose Portland game for Chicago, not Dallas. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Chicago. I was like, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. That one. <laughs> surprising for both teams. I'll say it in that way. How absolutely. That? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but but the one game that's on ESPN ends up being the lone zero zero game. <laughs> Couldn't have been the six four game, you no, know. Might have been able no. to recruit a few more, you know, followers of the league with right. a six four game, but oh my gosh, that's just so, how it goes. Just the one game, this, the one game you. this entire weekend that doesn't have a single goal scored. Yeah, I would have taken a one one draw that Sporting in Houston produced over there. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, too, watching the Portland San Jose game, you, you could have sworn there were going to be at least two or three goals mm-hmm. in that game, but it didn't come to fruition, in, including not. of a Larry missed PK. Yeah, that'll come back to bite you, which yeah. it did. It absolutely did. But speaking of teams that are taking advantage, though. Vancouver, another big win against a Cascadia team. They beat Seattle 3-0. Vancouver continuing to etch themselves farther and farther up the table. Yes, indeed. They are the lone holders of first place with just a point above FC Dallas and the Galaxy, who is at 37. But the two other Cascadia teams, Portland at uh, at fifth place with 33 points, Seattle in sixth with 32 points. Vancouver is definitely proving that they are the cream of the crop in terms of Cascadia oh, yeah. teams right yeah, now. Yeah, they're, they're way ahead, too, in the Cascadia Cup standings. They are, yes. Um, and, of course, Seattle loses yet another game at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just rubbing salt in the wounds. Um, but looking forward this week, Simon, starting with your Portland Timbers, they take on the Chicago Fire on Friday night, so which will be later than when you hear this broadcast on Sports Radio America, which you can hear on Fridays from 3 to 6 Eastern. And uh, Portland and Chicago for our first prediction. How do you feel, Simon? Uh, Portland and Chicago. A Friday night A Friday night game in the sweet state of Oregon. I'm going to go with Portland for this one. Okay. Very good. Um, I think Chicago is going to pull up an upset on this one after their nice 2-0 victory over FC Dallas. They've got some confidence riding high. I think that, especially with Gilberto now in the lineup, that they're going to cause a ruckus. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, mm-hmm. especially with the way Portland's been playing once again. Exactly. Now, this game traditionally has been a lot of fun to watch. Toronto um, against Sporting Kansas City, but uh, if you take Sebastian Giovinco out of the mix, Toronto is pretty much got nothing right so right. i think but because they've got giovinko this game will be relevant i think it'll be fun to watch but sporting has got a more f- polished product i think they'll win but it'll be close i think this is like a three two kind of game because i think giovinko is going to make an impact and at least get one goal in this game i'll tell you what sporting has not been scoring very much and they were hard done 
in their game against Houston. A clear handball by Houston in the box. The yes. refs actually changed his story about that whole deal as well. Of course I did. think Sporting is going to be way too hungry after the injustice that was done to them, and mm-hmm. they're, they're going to end up winning this one in, Dom in Dwyer. Toronto. Dom Dwyer, I think, is going to keep getting some goals. Orlando and Philly. I've got Orlando in this game. Kyle Larin, Kaka, those guys are combining for a lot of fantastic goals. They sure goals. are. You win 5-2 over a strong Columbus team. I go with you as well. I think Orlando's going to take this one. Now, that's not to say Philly hasn't been playing well. No, they, they have. been doing all right, but uh, I think Orlando's been playing better. Exactly. Montreal and D.C. United. D.C. United uh, in this one traditionally would have my vote, but now that Montreal's got all their new toys, I'm, I, I, I'm pulling for Montreal to win this game. I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with you as well. I, Man, D.C., they've put in nine goals in their last two games. Yeah. But they've also given up six goals. Which and makes me worried. That's right. I think I think with Montreal's weapons that they have now, uh, I don't know if Drogba, if they've made any announcement whether he'll be playing in this game or I not. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. even still, I like. I think this would be my, my upset, I guess, if you were to call it this. Sure, week. sure. Yeah. And I'm going to agree with you on that. All right. Colorado and Columbus, um, not a very exciting game. Colorado, they've won three out of their last four games, though. Columbus coming off a spanking this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Columbus is going to be hungry, but Colorado, three out of their four last games have been victories. Colorado gets a victory in my mind. Yeah, they're playing at home, Colorado, which yep. they did lose to the Galaxy 3-1 to one in their last game there. Mm-hmm. So that's going to get them hungry. I think Columbus, though, Kamara, Finley, they're going to get this together this week. And, and if there's one team that they can do it against... It would be it's going to be Colorado, so Fair I'm going to go with Columbus. Uh, the Dominic Kinnear Cup, Houston and <laughs> San Jose taking it, each other on. I feel like this game happens almost every weekend. It really does. Like, My How goodness. many times can you play the same team? Right. I'm a little confused by that. Um, I really don't care. I'm going to take a draw. <laughs> you What? I know. <laughs> what? I know. Say it ain't so. I'm taking a draw. Say that, yeah, I was going to say, say that one more time just so I made sure I, I heard you take, right. Houston and... San Jose are going to draw because I really just don't care about this game. Uh, well, let's see. Houston, you know, they beat Galaxy 3 nothing on the 25th. They had a draw on the 1st with Sporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should have been a loss for Houston. Absolutely. San Jose, they, they've been the team that I was a fan of them early in you the were, season. You were. You were pulling for them. Uh, they just keep going back they and forth. They haven't won in six games. They didn't look that great against the Timbers. I'm going to go with Houston on this one. There you go. Fair enough. Vancouver and Real Salt Lake. Nicky Romano's backing goal for RSL, but Vancouver's too hot to handle, in my opinion, right now. They've got my pick to win this game. They've got my pick as well. RSL is also another dysfunction, not dysfunctional team, but they're... their results are just all over the place. Exactly. They're not consistent. They're not. That's what I'm trying to say. See? Happens post, once a day. Post, Jason. There you go. That's the only one. You get no more the rest of the day. Right. I cut you off. I will unplug your microphone from the rest of the show if you mess up. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Galaxy and Seattle... This one's too easy again. It is. I mean, r- rarely will I say an L.A. Seattle game is an easy pick, but L.A. clearly is the choice for this one. Absolutely. They've got my pick. They are going to trot out all their stars for this game, and maybe that's why they're not all playing in CONCACAF game tonight. That could be. Is that, that they're saving be. them? Because they've got a three-day turnaround where they will take on Seattle. They're playing. They're in the fourth minute right now against uh, Central FC down in Trinidad. Oh, no, they're home. right? They're home tonight. I'm sorry. Um, but they're probably resting some of their bigger guys, I would assume. So that yeah. way they can go and beat up on Seattle and really yeah, assert their dominance. That's that's a great point, Baxter. We didn't give them enough credit to for uh, now having to balance. Yeah, now that time I, I now that I'm aware of this, it makes far more sense. If that if that is the reason, right? 
You know? right. And if not, yeah. well, that that's what we're going to say. Is exactly. Uh, so L.A. gets both of our votes. Now, the last thing I'll say, too, though, as yeah. much as I said usually this wouldn't be an easy pick, I, I kind of lied when I said that. L.A. <laughs> seems to have Seattle's number. They and really even, do. Even Sounders fans will admit to that, too. They They tend to be the team that, the Sounders just can't get past whether it's regular season or mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I agree. I absolutely agree with you on that one. And I think this is going to be another. It's it's an ESPN game. It's at 3 p.m. on Central Time. Uh, if you're by a TV, go check it out. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be a to good watch. game. Plus, it's Dos Santos's uh, inaugural game exactly. in MLS. What a what a game to watch. And then the the what is this? What do we call it now? The Derby is this? This is the, the, Hudson. the Hudson. The Hudson Derby. Hudson Derby. The Red Bulls and NYCFC. I normally would take the Red Bulls, but I like. You I say like, normally, but last time you picked NYCFC as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally I take NYFC, so I'm going to take them. Isn't that what I said? Obviously. Yeah, I'm taking I'm, I'm taking the Blues on this one. You are taking the Blues. I am. You are. Well, I'm taking the Red Bulls. Fair and enough. And I have in every one of their games. I know I've you the have. Red Bulls. I know you have. I wonder if our good friend Sonia Kondratenko, I'm sure she'll be at the game. She's always at those games. She, of, you know? Oh, LA just scored. Hey! LA's up one nothing. Who scored? Zardis? Ellen Gordon. Of course, Ellen Gordon. Off a header. From a ball from Zardis. Well, well there you go. Well Bruce done. Arena, you, there's a reason you're an MLS coach and I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> this is why he gets paid more money than me. Yes, do. yes. All right. Well, our new power rankings are out. They are hip. They are fresh. They are what all the kids are talking about at the local gumball machine. That's not it. Gumball machine. I know. Wow. I just dated you, didn't I? By <laughs> saying that. Penny gumballs? Or oh, absolutely. Are the quarter machines? No, well, I mean, that, when I grew up, they were quarters because, you know, inflation and stuff. Right, right. We, no. had, we had the Ford Penny. Well, I loved going to the bank with my mom because right in the entrance was the uh, the Ford that was the name on there. It wasn't the Ford car company, yeah. but the Ford. And it was the good old classical, you know, yep. see-through bulb. One penny, man. Boom. Loved ah, it. I would kill to have. I'm, I, you can go to like an antique store nowadays, sure. I'm sure, and buy sure. those. I might have yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah but, but there's there's something not as special about having it like in your house. It's still cool, but there's yeah. something about walking to that bank and seeing those penny. Absolutely. Penny, that penny, was the thing. Penny like, gumballs. At the, gum sta- at, the, at the grocery stores, like while you're in the lines, like they usually put the gumball machines like right outside the it's register. Right. So yeah. as a kid, you're in yeah. line like, oh, mom, dad, gumballs. And you would ask, <laughs> you know, for like a quarter. Can I please have a quarter? And you always like picked your color and then you'd get like a white one or a green yeah. one. You're like, what yeah. the heck? I don't we, want- we had this gumball machine at the Piggly Wiggly we used oh, to go to. Oh, okay. It was... A, the the gumballs were fruit shaped, but the cool thing was the, f- the machine always malfunctioned. So it was a quarter. Okay. But we'd always get like five or six of them. Nice. So uh, yeah, you would learn if you went to the same gumball machine enough times, you would learn the tricks of you know how you could bump it or shake it, right? You know, like twist the knob just quickly right. and you get <laughs> like two right. out if you were lucky. <laughs> Because that they never last. They last like twenty seconds, and then they like lost their flavor. But did we just spend three minutes I talking about gumballs? <laughs> I think we did. That's more you know promotion than gumballs have gotten in a long time. So you're welcome, Gumball Inc. or whoever runs the Gumball world, <laughs> Mr. Gumball. All right, um, the new power rankings are out, as you all know, or if you maybe don't know, Simon and I have different power rankings. We don't have a collective two upfront power rankings anymore. Uh, because we found out throughout the weeks and throughout the, the months that we sometimes have differing opinions that cause us to scuffle a bit. <laughs> so we, we like, we're going to scuffle, but in a controlled atmosphere That's this right. time. That's right. So um, I, I just had way too many gumballs stolen from you when you get mad at me. So. <laughs> exactly. I, I steal your marbles, too, <laughs> right. from all that. So uh, our number fives this week are different um, as they normally are. So, yeah. Simon, your number five is who, sir? I got DC United. Okay. I've, they're, they're a team... We actually argued about early on in the season. I yes. thought they were more for real than you did. 
Um, and I haven't still been, not sold. I, well, well, I haven't been sold until these last two games: three-two wins over Philly and mm-hmm. a six-four win over yes, a struggling Real Salt Lake. But when I look at the rest of the you teams, can still in the put league, up six goals though. That's, that's right. Impressive. And as I said before, two-nine in the last two games. Absolutely. So it's kind of like for me, I can't deny it anymore. They're, yes. they're back to their winning ways. Um, scoring a lot of goals, and ultimately, yeah, they let in a lot of goals, but what matters is the win column, and they've been winning those games. So, Rightfully I, so. Yes, they're number one in the East. That's mainly because that of the games lot, they've played, right? Um, and uh, But that's why I keep them at number five and not any higher. Understandable. Well, my number five is the white-hot Vancouver Whitecaps. They're, no, they're your number four. They are. So we can kind of collectively hash it sure. out here. Uh, Vancouver, like we mentioned, they're they're playing fantastic soccer. They beat Seattle 3-0. They've got a great attack. They're starting to get all their young players hip and ready to roll, and Darren Maddox is scoring goals, and the team is looking like a complete package, and like you said, they lead the Cascadia standings, and they're second overall in the West. So. Yeah, I wonder if some of their struggles that they had there in July, you yeah. know, the two losses and the draw, if that mainly had to do with the Gold Cup. I think so. Know? They had a lot of their young Jamaican and just other players that were gone. Because before that, they were on a three-game win streak. Mm-hmm. And, right, they've, they've, as you mentioned, Maddox is back. Um, so that's – and that's also why I have them at number four. I mean, they – Nice, strong wins against San Jose. You know, San Jose is not the strongest team, but they are a decent squad. They are. And really, to put three past San Jose is is pretty incredible. And then, of course, they they shut out the Sounders, which that's not saying much these it's days. It's not anymore, no. If you would have said that, you know, even a month ago or so. Right. Oh, P.S. Uh, what is Central? Central? Oh. They just scored. Central FC. Tie game, 1-1 one, one in the ninth one. minute. So maybe I should be an MLS coach. Um, yeah. That was terrible. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that, yeah, I've got Vancouver at number four. I know they're, they're a team like you like to say you're a closet fan. Of. I am. I like Carl Robinson, too, as a manager. I do. I do, I, too. I, th- yep. I, really, I really think he knows what he's doing. I'd love to have him out in yeah, Portland, right? to be honest with yeah, you. Get rid of, maybe you guys can do a, a trade, trade your yeah. coaches. So um, you're number four. My number four is Sporting Kansas City. I think that the club is – Doing something that, I mean, they've only lost one game in their last five games, mm-hmm. um, but even then they've only lost two games. Uh, they've only lost two games since April 18th, Simon. Only two yeah. games. Two I, games they've lost, one, two to one to RSL, and then two to one to RSL. Yeah, and actually I dropped them out of my rankings. I had them as high as number three. Interesting. Um, because it mainly has to do with the way they are playing. Mm-hmm. They may be threatening but they're they're not finishing their shots. Uh you know, July 25th they lose to a very weak Real Salt Lake team. Yeah. Um they have that draw with Houston. Yes, they were undone. They should have they should have gotten a PK in mm-hmm. that game. But they also shouldn't be letting these games stay so close with the talent that they have with Dom Dwyer up top. They should be finishing these games in a stronger fashion and, and getting three points more often. And they're no, not. Agree. So it's really, for me, it's it's like they're not living up the potential to their potential that they have with uh-huh. their talent. So I'm going to actually punish them a little bit more than maybe I would somebody else. Understandable. If, if that makes, like no. a Vancouver. No, I agree. I completely agree. Our, our number threes are the same. We have the New York Red Bulls for both of us. Uh, the Red Bulls on an unbeaten streak playing exceptionally well. They have not lost. They've not. They've only lost once in their last seven games, Simon, and that one loss uh, coming against the Columbus Crew. And that and that was a Columbus Crew. That was a very strong that team. That was a dangerous that Columbus Crew. Yes. Yeah. More, whatever's going on with Columbus, I don't know. But uh, and of course, you know, you got the 
Sean Wright Phillips and Bradley Wright Phillips connecting. Mm-hmm. We've talked. We'd probably just rehash a lot of this. For what we said before, yeah. but the Red Bulls. I'm I'm still surprised at how well this team is doing. I thought with what was all going on before the season, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Pecky being fired, Jesse Marsh coming in, the fans being really upset. Wasn't quite sure what the players. I wouldn't have been going to be like tanked. Yeah, wouldn't have surprised yeah. me at all. But uh, I have to say, I think the the players have really bought into Jesse Marsh's uh, system. And Absolutely. The Red Bulls, man, they just. They keep churning out wins. They do. And, of course, yeah, they had a draw yesterday against Montreal, but we both think that Montreal is a stronger team, and that was in Montreal. Uh, and they were down 1-0. They came back and tied that one with mm-hmm. a Lloyd-Sam equalizer. So Who's been playing well? He, yeah, he has been. He has been. He was, so. one, of, he was your, uh, one of our weekly MVP awards that we had right. earlier in the show. That's one right. One of those weeks because he had a fantastic performance. Now, our 2-1 our and one are, are flip-flopped. Yeah, um, I'm actually surprised by you. I know. I knew you would be. Yeah. I knew you would be. My number two is the Galaxy, who is your number one, and my number one is your number two, who is FC Dallas. I'm finally on the FC Dallas train, at least for the moment. So it, it took them to lose yes. for you to get on the FC Dallas train. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? Their five-game win streak and then a loss, obviously, um, it, it really spoke volumes. I went back. I did a little bit more research. I dug into what FC Dallas is and how they've performed over the last mm, 10 games. And I've been I've been more impressed by them. Um, obviously, the Galaxy, they've done a fantastic job also. But um, the two losses uh, in recent times have definitely been a little difficult for me to, to swallow. I understand. Sure. Um, sure. But, you know, overall, though, I, 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 if, if I could share a first position, I would give it to both of them. But right. uh, FC Dallas gets my first spot. L.A. gets my second spot. You know, I keep L.A. at number one. And it may be surprising to some people that I also kept FC Dallas at number two that I didn't drop them. Yes. So I'll kind of speak about both of them real quick. For me, FC Dallas... Um, you know, they did have that 2-1 win. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was an old note. I apologize for that. Happens. You know, they, they lost to Chicago 2 nothing. I did watch that game. I will say that just didn't look like FC Dallas to me. There was something real funky. That team was slow. Uh, they started out really strong. Um, but I, I think it's a blip on the radar for them. I do, too. So, that's the same argument I have with LA Galaxy. Man, you throw Dos Santos in there now. I yeah, think it's going to be scary. This team has the potential to be the first MLS Super Club. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're heading that way. I don't know if that's good for the league or bad for the league, but, but they're heading that way with the players they're able to sign. I'm fine with it. Um, I don't know. I don't mind the Galaxy. And as far as the Houston loss, the LA's loss to Houston, you know, we both spoke about that game. Yep. This was two weeks ago where we both said, we're taking LA, but... Houston seems to be that team that has L.A.'s number. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at that with a grain of salt as well, which Absolutely. is why I keep L.A. at number one. Well, rightfully so. Well, a quick recap. Uh, Simon's top five. He's got D.C. United, Vancouver, the Red Bulls, FC Dallas, and L.A. My top five, Vancouver, Sporting, Kansas City, Red Bulls, Galaxy, FC Dallas. Let us know your thoughts. Tweet at us at 2UpFrontSoccer, at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. We're going to go to a break, our last break. When we come back, we'll throw out our I Believe segments. And wrap things up, this is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Welcome back inside the studio. For those of you checking us out on Periscope, appreciate it. You can go follow us on Periscope at Two Up Front Soccer. We appreciate you watching. You get an inside look to what happens in the studio while we're talking, while we're doing the show. Always a good time. If you have any questions or thoughts, feel free to comment on the video as well while we're going along. Simon Provan and Baxter Colburn here chatting. We have our I Believe segment, Simon. A.K.A. have something fill the radio noise while Baxter takes a drink because he's very <laughs> thirsty, but it still helps. No, that's not what it's actually called. But um, for those of you that don't know, our I Believe segment is the part of the show where Simon and I both offer I Believe seg- uh, statements about something in the soccer world. So as an example, I believe that Sepp Blatter will be fired as the FIFA president. For example, I wish. That's a, that's a, yes, that's a wish that would be good. He has technically resigned, but... Is he, though? Is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I never asked you. Did you see what the comedian did when he threw all yes, those? Yes, I oh did. Oh, my gosh. That was fantastic. Fantastic. I was... Yes, I applauded that guy, whoever he is. Well done, sir. Well done. He's a comedian, I uh, believe, from England or yes. something of yep. that nature. Absolutely. Well, Simon, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Why don't you go first this week since I went first in the uh, 50-50 segment. Fair enough. All right. Well, my I Believe segment this week is that I believe that a MLS team will make it to the CONCACAF Champions League final this year again. I think that between L.A. trying to, like we had mentioned the last time, it might be that super club, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, L.A. has a very good chance to make it to the final this year. I'm not saying that they will be that one, but I think that with the teams that are representing Major League Soccer, that they will be another team in the final this year. Well, you stole my thunder a little bit there. Did I should I? go first so next sorry. time. No, that's okay. It so wasn't, it wasn't about the first. final. Mine's just not going to be as impressive as yours. So the teams we have in MLS that are in the CONCACAF Champions League are DC United, Real Salt Lake, who did win their first game. You got the Sounders and Vancouver in the same group. Uh-huh. And then you also have LA Galaxy. Where's Montreal? Um, well, Montreal didn't qualify because they didn't win the Canadian Championships. Bummer. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, so my belief is that it's kind of a few of them put together, that LA will, LA will advance. I believe Vancouver will advance. Mm-hmm. I believe Real Salt Lake will advance. Uh, but I think DC United is going to be upset and not advance. Interesting. I don't know why. No, I do. I think Aruba Unido is going to surprise a few people. They did win their first game against Montego Bay United. But Montego Bay has traditionally been in the tournament but hasn't done well. Um, I just I don't think DC's ready for this tournament. Well, you keep an eye on that. And if it does happen, we will definitely be talking about it here on 2 Up Front. Another exciting edition of 2 Up Front presented by Sports Radio America. We had a lot of fun things to chat about today. Remember, you can listen to us on Fridays from 3 to 6 Eastern on Sports Radio America, Live 365, and tune in. Listen to us on demand anytime you want on iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, and on iTunes as well. Before we head off, Simon Provan, final thoughts from you, sir. Yeah, you know, not really much that we've talked about on the show, but uh, Timmy Chandler playing for Frankfurt there in Germany. His coach is critical of him joining the U.S. men's national team. He understands he wants to play there, but he'd rather stay with the club. I couldn't agree more. Well, if you're Jurgen Klinsmann, he is the, Timmy Chandler is the best German player on the squad. So we'll see what happens. Well, there might be a falling out between Klinsmann and the uh, what is it? The Frankfurt, the Frankfurter. Yeah, I I trucked. I New, my German I is Frankfurt. 
my German is probably as bad as my Spanish. I don't know. Well, we'll see. But like we said, if it happens in the soccer world, Simon and I will be talking about it for all of you listening uh, on Sports Radio America. Huge thank you to you. Remember, check us out on social media, at 2UpFrontSoccer on Twitter and 2UpFront on Facebook, at Simon Provan, at Baxter Colburn. Let us know your thoughts about anything we talk about. Love hearing from you. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. A lot of exciting EPL and MLS action coming your way. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn with our manager being the one above. We are two up front. Your business may be small, but you've got big goals. Brother Laser Printers can help you succeed, no matter the space, task, or budget. From crisp black and white to vivid full color, our printers offer affordable quality you can trust. Plus, fast printing and high page yields make them ideal for home offices and shared workspaces. It's no wonder Brother is the number one retail brand in laser printer unit sales in the U.S. With Brother at your side, go from small to do it all. Shop now at brother-usa.com laser. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe.